Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here, as always, with my good buddy, Rich Hill, looking to break down whatever it is that resembles <laughs> the National Football League. It might happen. It might not. Anything goes. Nothing's what it seems. Rich, how are you, man? I am doing well. Uh, I don't think the league is. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Quarter in the books. We're into the second quarter of it. And, uh, Alec, this slate of games this week, whoa, have you gotten a chance to look at it? Uh, to quote one of my all-time favorite movies, Home Alone, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. It is <laughs> terrible like there's there's maybe one game that i would possibly tune into which is raiders versus chiefs uh maybe but i think the most interesting game of the entire week uh is now tuesday night if it even happens bills titans honestly yeah seriously this is one of the weakest slate of games which means that maybe some of them will be pretty good uh cardinals at jets i think the jets are due for a joe flacco game so we'll see how they perform that could just be hilariously bad um, but yeah, I mean, you got the 0-4 Falcons kicking it off against the 2-2 two two Panthers. No one wants to watch that. The 1-3 nope. Jaguars against the 0-4 Texans. This is just a garbage week, man. Um, but fortunately, the, the Patriots are not playing on Sunday. We get another Monday night game. How are you feeling about that? It's another, it's actually a Monday evening game, Rich. I don't want to fast quiet as much but 5 p.m. Uh, luckily, I'm working from home, so I can actually see this. I hate Monday Night Football, personally, uh, but usually it's because it doesn't start till like, 8.30, and by the time the game ends, it's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm all jacked up, but uh, this is fine. Again, at this point of the season, I just don't care anymore. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it. Whenever they play, they play. Whenever they don't, they don't. Uh, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end here, and uh, hopefully all that really matters is nobody in the Patriots and Broncos gets sick, and whatever's happening elsewhere, like, gets curtailed. That's all I really care about, but... I guess it's football, so let's talk about it. Yeah, seriously. So uh, what do we know about the Patriots right now? Uh, probably no Stephon Gilmore. Probably no Cam Newton. Uh, probably no Bill Murray. Uh, I'm sorry, Alec. Uh, Damn it. But, but so long as there's no other positives, we are recording this on Friday right around noontime. So there might be some other things that come out after this recording. We don't know, but hopefully there aren't any more. Uh, at this point in time, Alec, you're looking at this New England Patriots offense without their starting quarterback, Cam Newton, for the second straight week, as best we know, against the Denver Broncos defense. Uh, I think all signs are pointing towards Jarrett Stidham getting the start here. Uh, but what what is your thoughts on this Patriots offense? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not looking for any kind of scoreboard to be lit up here. I think the Patriots are going to win this one. They're going to win it the way they usually always do uh, at Denver, which is the defense keeps them in it and the offense does enough to win. I think if I am Bill Belichick more this week than any other week, regardless of who's under center, uh, I'm going very, very run heavy. Uh, Von Miller is out, obviously. The Denver Broncos defense isn't the formidable foe it used to be. It's decent. It's not phenomenal. And if they can run the ball really well, play clock control, maybe get a turnover or two on defense, they're at home. They can definitely win this game. Yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, this is not a uh, Peyton Manning Broncos team. This is not a good one. Uh, Drew Locke, who has been their starting quarterback, may be playing. We're not sure. He's been limited this week. Uh, if not, Brett Rapian would be the starting quarterback. He got the, the start last week after he replaced Jeff Driscoll, who did not do a great job uh, in his other time. But all three of these quarterbacks are terrible. Uh, they're, they're not good. They have some talent on that offensive side. Melvin Gordon's a great running back. Jerry Judy is the rookie wide receiver. Uh, he's phenomenal. He's very good, but he is also still a rookie. And even if the Patriots don't have Stephon Gilmore while they're on defense, they match up pretty favorably. Noah Fant, who's their tight end, might not play. Uh, he's been out of practice most of this week. Uh, then they have Tim Patrick in the slot, and they don't really have much else. So I, I think that this Patriots team, with their extremely deep secondary, will be more than equipped to handle this Denver Broncos offense. And if I'm choosing an X-Factor for this game, uh, I'm going to go lean on Adrian Phillips because I, I think that he's been doing a pretty good job in the heart of that Patriots defense as they've been stopping some of the higher-flying passing attacks. This Broncos team does not qualify for that, but Melvin Gordon is a threat to receive the ball out of the backfield, and I think that the Patriots have used their safeties in that linebacker spot to help cover those running backs. And Melvin Gordon is this entire engine for the Broncos offense, and Adrian Phillips will likely be tasked to limiting him as a player. And so if Phillips can do his job, if he can stop Melvin Gordon from being a huge impact player, then the Patriots win this one walking away no matter who's at quarterback. I'll tell you what, man, what a what a great signing Phillips has been this season. I feel like he's kind of flown under the radar. It's a great X factor because no one's really mentioning uh, just how stout he's been against the run, just what he's brought to the table in terms of coverage, keeping that middle of the field well patrolled. Uh, very pleased with what I've seen out of him so far, and that's definitely a good X factor. Yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots defense definitely outmatches the the Broncos offense. If they, they, you saw they against the Kansas City Chiefs on the road during a weird week last Monday night, uh, and I don't see any reason why they can't duplicate that and then some. Uh, I don't know any of the quarterbacks for the Denver Broncos. I believe that one of them is the son of former Washington football team member Mark Rippon, um, but that might be might be incorrect. That's all I know about these guys. I can't imagine <laughs> do well against a Bill Belichick-led defense, especially one that is as formidable uh, in the secondary as they are. Again, it's going to be a it's going to be a very fast game, Rich. Uh, you're right. Broncos going to run the ball a lot. They're going to use uh, Melvin Gordon a lot, uh, which is why I actually want Jawan Bentley to be my X factor. Uh, I think he's been good this season. I don't think he's been great this season in terms of his command of the defense and his ability to um, kind of get guys where they need to be. I think there's a good chance for him when they're going to be probably pretty one-dimensional to, to call the coverages correctly and, and make some big stops at the middle. So I think if Phillips and Bentley, who are kind of be probably playing similar roles uh, this, this Monday evening, uh, can, can have a, a, a dominant performance, 
pass and get get ahead early and stay ahead. I don't think either team's really built to to come from behind for like a two score lead. So uh, stopping the Broncos early and scoring always going to keep the Patriots. Oh, I I totally agree with that. I think Bentley is a great pick as well. Uh, yeah, that that middle level of that Patriots defense is going to be so crucial uh, if they're able to make sure that no one produces in the slot because that's where the Broncos really beat the Jets last week. Uh, and, and so therefore they'll be important with clogging those passing lanes uh, and then also just moving downhill and making sure Gordon doesn't get anything out of the backfield uh, as a runner or as a receiver. Um, but where, where Bentley has struggled a little bit this year has been with his sideline to sideline speed. That was a big knock of him coming out of college. It's really been rearing its head this year. Uh, and and I, it's not like a huge problem, but it's definitely a weakness. So if I were the Broncos, I would try to stress the Patriots run defense by bouncing to the outside a lot. And so Bentley's really going to have to be cognizant of the, the rushing lanes and making sure that he doesn't get caught in the traffic so he can scrape over to the edges and make sure that Gordon never turns the corner. Um, but I agree. I mean, if the Patriots are able to build any sort of a lead, this Broncos team is not going to be able to keep up. They don't have the receivers. They don't have the, the quarterback that can do that. And so, Alec, if you are looking at this Jarrett Stidham-led New England Patriots offense, how are you going to attack this Broncos defense? I mean, you're just going to have to run the ball for, for a lot of reasons. I think I would be run heavy even if it was Cam Newton or Tom Brady in there. I think this makes a lot of sense to run the ball a lot, especially the way this offensive line has been playing. It's very easy to forget that the Patriots have been basically rotating guys in and out of the offensive line the past couple of weeks. They're starting centers out. They had to move their left guard around. They're starting a rookie. It's just remarkable how well this offensive line has been playing and how well uh, international superstar Jakob Johnson is falling into his role as a fullback. <laughs> so why wouldn't you lean on Damian Harris, who's coming off a breakout performance against the Chiefs? You lean on Rex Burkhead, that change of pace back. You have James White back in the fold. Maybe you see J.J. Taylor getting some snaps again. Uh, I think you run on the ball very, very heavily. You utilize the play action as the game goes on. Maybe open up a deep shot or two for Nikhil Harry. Uh, again, I think Sidham played okay in relief duty. And if he can just hand the ball off and make a few high-percentage throws, uh, pass win this game going away, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is not a Broncos defense that you'd be familiar with. You know, they have Bradley Chubb, who's a great pass rusher, but know that they don't have Von Miller. They're a lot weaker. Darrell Casey, great defensive tackle. He's on the injured reserve. Mike Purcell, their other nose tackle, uh, he's dealing with an injury, so who knows how available or ready he'll be. They have Kareem Jackson, who is a fine cornerback, but he's 32 years old. He's not the same player that he was. Honestly, their best player is Justin Simmons, their free safety, but the Patriots don't really have a tight end, so I don't know uh, who is going to be running into Justin Simmons territory uh, as a defender so I, I think that the Patriots match up well in the sense that uh, the strength of the New England offense is running the ball as you talked about at the beginning of this podcast and that's what the Patriots are going to do uh, they're going to rely on the tried and true Josh McDaniels Bill Belichick playbook of we have a young and experienced quarterback. We're going to limit the opportunities that he has to make a mistake. And we're going to lean heavily upon Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead and James White as well out of the backfield. But primarily those first two runners to go behind this incredible Patriots offensive line who it seems like no matter who they have lining up on that unit, whether it's Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, but, you know, Joe Tooney could be at left guard, uh, you know, James Ferentz at center, Michael Nwenu at right guard, Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle, but four of those five might be in a completely different spot based off of whether or not Shaq Mason is available, whether or not Illuminor is available. And so they can just continue to shuffle the deck. It doesn't really matter. They have extraordinary talent on that line, and, uh, you know, 
that they're going to be my X factor as an overall unit because I'm not exactly sure who in particular will be lining up. But if they can control the line of scrimmage against this Broncos defense, New England's going to have a very easy time moving the ball. I mean, what a compliment to that offensive line that you and I both kind of don't know who's going to line up where and are still as confident as ever uh, that they're going to be able to run the ball well. Uh, <laughs> but for, good for the Patriots in, in, in drafting talent, scouting talent, and training talent that you can have that crucial unit be so in flux and still and still doing as well as they have. Uh, I'm going to kind of stay along the offensive line, but not really with my X factor, and say today, or excuse me, on Monday night or Monday evening will be the day that Asiasi gets his first NFL target. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm not saying catch, but he will get the ball thrown his way for the first time at least. And I think they're going to use him a lot as a chip blocker. Uh, I think he will be the outlet guy once the play action starts working. And as we all know, a tight end and an outlet receiver is a quarterback's best friend. I don't think they're going to ask too much out of Jarrett Stidham. And this might be a good opportunity should Stidham be the guy of the future. And Asias is around for a while to start building that rapport that we haven't seen since the glory days of 2018 with Brady and Gronk. Uh, I think Asias is going to have a good day as a move chip blocker, and he'll get maybe one target. Uh, maybe two targets for one grab and nine yards. That's how I'm going for Asiasi, but big day's a blocker for him. I like that. I mean, it's also we're at a point where Ryan Izzo has been targeted eight times. He's only corralled three of them for 44 yards. It's just not working. Izzo's a great blocker, don't get me wrong. He's been exceptional at that, but we're looking at a Dwayne Allen light version yeah. at a tight end spot, and you can't have him as your top option as a receiver. So why not get Asiasi involved? can't hurt at this point. I mean, you're just playing with so many new faces anyways. So I like that. You might as well. Um, looking at the other players on this Patriots offense, you have Demir Bird, who's lead the Patriots in snaps. You have Nikhil Harry, who's leading uh, you know, the team in receptions, tied with Julian Edelman, who's leading the team in yards and receptions and targets. What is your thought on how this Patriots receiving group uh, is going to do against this Broncos team? Like, <laughs> is there anything that you can count on with this unit? Uh, I'd like to think, you know, I was really close <laughs> at actually listing Julian Edelman as my offensive X factor. Uh, not necessarily because I think he's going to light it up uh, on, on Monday, but uh, I think he's kind of had a rough couple of weeks uh, responsible for a pick six against the Chiefs. I think this is a good chance for him to, to kind of have a, like a bounce back game. Uh, I don't see them really stretching the field a lot. Uh, I think we're still going to be waiting another week at least, or at least two weeks after the bye week on that. Nikhil Harry sideline bomb we're all waiting for for the past couple of years. Uh, but, you know, does anybody is anybody really scared of the Denver Broncos secondary right now? I personally am not. Um, Duke Dawson, former Patriot, is in the Broncos for what it's worth. Um, but I, I don't see any scenario where um, it's really a battle in the secondary at all. Maybe a couple, you know, if Jared Stidham goes something like, 15 for 21 something like that for 175 yards and a touchdown i think it's all he'll really need to do so in that route it'll be a lot of over the middle passes some outlet passes some screens to james white uh, maybe getting Nikhil harry the ball right away in space making them make some moves some end arounds but i don't think a lot of complex patterns are going to happen or would never prong or secondary be tested all that much because they won't need to be yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Edelman has assumed this uh, third receiver role for the Patriots. You know, he's still their top option, but he's only playing in three receiver sets, which, you know, happens to be a lot of the offense, but he's not on there in two receiver sets. So if the Patriots are going to rely heavily on the run with Jakob Johnson out there with a tight end to help with blocking, Edelman might not get a lot of snaps. And so that's where Bird and, and Harry will get their opportunities to really show out. Um, but yeah, Edelman's due for a bounce back game. He, he really did not... He 
had a, I mean, he had an outright terrible outing against the Chiefs. So he he's yeah. due to have a good one. Uh, maybe having a new face at quarterback will help him uh, get his mojo back a little bit. But yeah, I mean, this is not a great Broncos secondary. There's no Chris Harris or Aqib Tlaib. It's it's not the the same secondary that you're used to. So I mean, I, I think that the Patriots have the opportunity to control this game, even if it's a weird one on Monday afternoon. Um, but yeah, Alec, I mean. This is a game we still don't know who is going to be available. We don't know uh, if anything could change between now and Monday. There's a lot of time and a lot of you know COVID tests between now and then. So everything that we're saying right now is majorly subject to change. Yeah, which I kind of like because I'm usually completely wrong anyway when I talk about these things. <laughs> so at least now I have like a decent excuse as to why I'm way off. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like it's, it's, we do what we can to break this down and we're, we're, we play the cards we're dealt and we have to operate as if we're all systems go. But, you know, if another positive test shows up and they have to cancel altogether, I won't be surprised in the slap. Before, I was a little worried about the bye week coming week six. Now I'm very happy it's there. Hopefully, once they get through this game, everyone's healthy, they get another week off, that should be returned to normal with Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore, assuming the season is even still going at that point. No one knows what's going on. Just enjoy the ride. Let's uh, get to predictions. Totally. got something else we want to talk about. No, nope, let's do predictions. Uh, so we both had the Chiefs losing. Uh, I think you were closer in score than I was, so I will allow you to go first. Patriots hosting the Broncos, Monday evening football. Who you got? Yeah, I will say we both had the Patriots losing to the Chiefs. Uh, oh, <laughs> neither of us yeah. thought that the, the Chiefs would lose that one. Um, but I think that this is a bad Broncos team and an okay Patriots team the Broncos have been atrocious except against the Jets who are just a bottomless pit of misery so I'm gonna have New England winning this game uh 27 to 17 nice uh I also say New England wins uh again I think the only way the Broncos win this one is if Jared Stidham starts airing it out and they get some turnovers and are playing with some short fields again I I just don't see a scenario where a quarterback that no one's ever heard of comes into Foxborough and takes out this Patriots defense, which played very well against the best offense in the NFL just a few days ago. Um, I think it's be a pretty low-scoring game. It might be a lot of field goals. Uh, who knows? But Patriots come away with this one. I'm going to say something like 13-6. to six. Very, very low-scoring defensive Ooh, battle. Gross. Well, that is going to be a miserable game to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully everyone stays healthy. Hopefully the game even goes on. Um, but yeah. uh, if, if, you know, if it goes on, the Patriots win like that. It wins a win. That's why you have your third-string quarterback <laughs> to hold down the fort when yeah. your second string is atrocious and your first string has COVID. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Alec, uh, do you have any final thoughts on week five of the NFL season? Um, this week's going to stink no matter what you do, no matter where you are. Just uh, buckle up and try and enjoy it, I guess. Oh, man. Well, absolutely. We'll be breaking down everything on patspulpit.com. Hopefully our next podcast will have a good game to break down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alec, until next time, you have a good one. See you, buddy. Later, man.